What happened last night? Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, uh, we're trying to figure out what happened in last night's game. We'll talk about it on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for quite a while now, but boy, this Ducks team is just awful right now. But hey, we're embracing the tank, right? Come embrace the tank with me because we have seven games left this season. Come join me on the Locker Room app. Join me by following the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Seven more times we get to do this. Yay. Look, let's face facts here. The Ducks have 35 points. They're in last place in the West. Last night was kind of indicative of how this entire season's gone. And yeah, the LA Kings, they're at least fighting for a playoff spot for what it's worth. And I know yesterday, myself and Sarah, we talked kind of briefly about where each team was going. And yeah, let's be real here. The Kings at least have a fighting chance. They have more games in hand. But for the Ducks, it was not great. It wasn't great at all. We'll start in the first period right at the beginning. Uh, Okay, so the lineups were really weird. To start off with, I mean, first off, you had Ryan Getzloff on the fourth line on wing. That was weird. Yeah, Isaac Lundestrom came back on the first line with Raquel and Comtois. Then you had Captain Carrick with Max Jones and Troy Terry. That was fine. But then you had Danton Heinen come back and no David Backus. Oh, okay, fine. Then you had Delorier Grant and Getzloff. Getzloff is a wing. Why was Getzloff a wing? Well, apparently, according to Dallas Eakins, he wanted to get Isaac Lundestrom some reps at center. Hmm, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? I mean, why give Lundestrom some reps at center if you're not going to do that for Trevor Zegers? Hmm, hmm. Maybe it's because Zegers hasn't been doing quite as well at center than we thought. And you know what? I will talk a lot about that on Thursday's show. I always cover the San Diego goals on Thursdays. This week will be no exception where I will definitely, definitely talk about the Trevor Zegers center experiment and we'll go all in depth on that on Thursday. But for now, let's focus on last night's game, which was not pretty for the Anaheim Ducks. The LA Kings got off to a fast start. Sean Walker kind of got a seen eye goal from Brown and Kopey. That made it 1-0 Anaheim. This one really was a scene I goal. Sean Walker got this one from a pretty decent distance. And that's just one of those plays where maybe Anthony Stolarz should have gotten it. It went off his glove. But it was a really weird play out in front of the net. You had a couple of players out in front. Just one of those crazy things. So that was one nothing right away. Then five minutes after that, it was, I guess, not a turnover. But this was where... The puck bounced off the back wall, made a crazy bounce right towards the slot, and right to a waiting Mikey Anderson for his first goal of the season and his second career goal, his second goal in 50 games. That made it 2-0 Los Angeles Kings. 
the apples on that one went to Brendan Lemieux and Andres Athanasiou. Yay! So the Kings are up to nothing. The tank is on. I know I should be saying, "Oh, crappy Ducks." No, no, no. Embrace the tank, folks. We want that high lottery pick, right? May as well. If they're not going to make the playoffs, they may as well get a good pick out of it, right? Yeah, I'll talk more about that maybe tomorrow. Not so much today, but I'll talk more about that tomorrow as far as standings goes and whatnot. Because there is one other thing that we haven't talked about yet. And that's the Mighty Ducks, but that will come later. So back to the game. Second period was a little bit better. But, I mean, there was one kind of major thing that happened in the first period that honestly was not good and that was the fact that there was an injury that took place early in the game Andy Walensky yeah Walensky got injured early on and it was later reported that he did not return to the game with a lower body injury if he can't come back then it's pretty serious and in fact Walensky didn't return and maybe it's a little serious so maybe Walensky will be the latest defenseman that's going to be out for the Anaheim Ducks. So maybe they'll have to use one of their call-ups for a defenseman. Who can they slot in defense? Maybe I'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast as to who can be in the lineup. But back to the game. The Ducks at least did get one goal in there, and it was a nice goal too. Jamie Drysdale from almost the point. Made it 2-1. Cut the lead in half. This was Drysdale's third goal of the season on the assist from Cam Fowler and Danton Heinen. Jamie Drysdale just blistered that shot from about the point. I know Nick Deloria kind of took a swipe at that one. But you know what? It was Jamie Drysdale's goal all the way. And good for the kid. This is why I've said all this time, let the kids play. This is what happens. And then the third period, it was pretty much a whole lot of nothing either way. No fights happened. Uh, People were complaining online about the jerseys. And I will talk about that for a hot minute. The jerseys are right there. You could have had the reverse retros. Look, the Ducks were wearing white anyway. They may as well wear the white base reverse retro jerseys. And they didn't. That sucked. Several people online were saying... Why are they not wearing the jerseys? This would have been the perfect time. Seriously though, why aren't the Ducks wearing the reverse retro jerseys? I agree with all of you. The Ducks should have worn them. They've only worn those jerseys twice and that is it. You're not going to sell product if you're only going to wear them twice. Or maybe those jerseys are bad luck because they've lost when they've worn them both times, I guess. Is that really a thing? Should we really worry about superstitions now when you're so far down in the standings it doesn't matter? Oh, by the way, back to the game. Uh, Two empty netters scored by the LA Kings. Dustin Brown and Trevor Moore. That made it 3-1 and 4-1. And that's your final score. The LA Kings won 4-1. And with seven games left, the Ducks are now 13 points out of a playoff spot. That is because the St. Louis Blues defeated the Colorado Avs. So now the Ducks elimination number is down to one. That means on Wednesday, either St. Louis could get a point or any Arizona win would clinch a spot. Well, actually would rather eliminate the Ducks or 
If the Ducks lose in any fashion on Wednesday, then that would be it. The Anaheim Ducks would be mathematically eliminated. We're all waiting for that because once the Ducks are mathematically out of it, then they may as well tank and go for that top pick. All right, we're going to talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need, whether you need parts for a Chevy, a Toyota, or maybe a blue Prius or a blue Geo Metro, then rockauto.com has the parts for you. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. Why pay full price when you could pay half of that and have the parts shipped right to your front door? That is rockauto.com in the how did you hear about us box. Tell them that Locked on Duck sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. And speaking of rocks, I know that some of you are looking at ring shopping for Mother's Day. So you need some kind of fancy rock there, right? Well, 1010 is there for you from BlueNile.com. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings that are sure to bring joy to her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for Mother's Day or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into their lives. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 And once again, if you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Once again, they won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about, I guess, let's let's do the math. Why not? Let's do the math once again. The Ducks elimination number is one. I just mentioned all the ways that the Ducks could be out of it, which, let's be real here, they're likely going to be out of it. So once they're out of it, what is the chances that they'll get a top pick? Well, there is currently one team worse than the Ducks. That is the Buffalo Sabres. Because guess what? New Jersey managed to get a point against the Philadelphia Flyers. So great job, Devils. You got a point. You don't completely suck. I mean, yes, they've lost 10 in a row. And they're kind of the laughing stock of the league right now because they've lost double digits. Hey, not even the Ducks did that. But you know what? If you're the Ducks, you're probably better off losing double digit games. You've lost five in a row. There's seven games to go. May as well end this season on a 12-game losing streak only to get a top three pick. Hey, it could happen because there's three games against the Kings, two against St. Louis, and two against Minnesota. So it could happen. Could be a number one pick in the Ducks' future. You never know. As far as the Kings, this was a much-needed win, and they're still in the playoff hunt. They're only six points out. If the LA Kings can manage to win two of the remaining three games in this series, they could be right in the thick of it. If they can win all three that are remaining, then they might actually have a pretty decent shot at a playoff spot. 
because the Kings do have games in hand. So for them, it'd be very important to win these games. And for the Ducks, it'd be important to lose these games because you do not want to fall out of the bottom two teams. Because, hey, guess what? There's a new team coming to town with the third best odds. And you know who that team is, right? The Seattle Kraken. Once again, you want that guaranteed bottom two in the entire league for this season only. Because while this draft has some pretty decent talent, it is not as deep a draft as last year. It is pretty top heavy. You want the top three or top four picks and that's about it. That's where it'll make a difference in this year's draft. So a couple other things that I did want to point out about this game. I mean, there was a lot of things I was going to point about this game anyway. But I do want to talk about Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So I'll just get to this. The Anaheim Ducks did get their fair share of shot attempts. The shot attempts in total were 51-48 in favor of the Kings. Shots on goal. They were 25-22 in favor of the Kings. Not that big of a difference. And the high danger chances were only 9-7 in favor of LA. So that wasn't a humongous deal. But there was some Ducks players that were pretty, pretty good. And I got to give props to Troy Terry had a pretty decent game. Sam Steele they talked about a lot on the broadcast. And also Hayden Fleury. Had a pretty good first couple of periods. He had a fast start in this game. I could tell that all five defensemen sort of tired out a little bit in that third period. Because once again, there was the injury that took place to Andrew Walensky. Who only played a minute 25 in the first period and that was it. Once Walensky went down, the defense got really tired in that third period. Cam Fowler was on fumes. Hayden Fleury played 22 minutes. He looked gassed. And so did Kevin Shattenkirk. Then you had Larson and Drysdale. They were starting to peter out a little bit at the ends too. And that is a shame for the Ducks because they really, really tried so hard to maintain any kind of defense. And, you know, the defense wasn't terrible on this game. They only allowed two goals, really. And Anthony Stolarz only gave up two goals, the two in the first period, and that was it. Aside from those two goals he gave up, Anthony Stolarz managed to get 21 saves. It's not too bad, right? Yeah. Stolarz, I think right now, should get the bulk of the remaining starts. However, I would like to see Ryan Miller go out on his terms and let Ryan Miller start the last game at the pond. Really, here's what the Ducks should do. Have Ryan Miller start Wednesday night. Have him start Wednesday. Then Friday, whoever. Then the final home game on Saturday. Bring the family out. Because that could be his last career game at home. Very well could be. And maybe one more road game, but I don't know about that. So that's kind of some of the ancillary stats. As far as, you know, expected goals and all that stuff, um, Dustin Brown had an extremely good game. Denton Heinen had a pretty good game for the Anaheim Ducks. He was one of the better Ducks out there on the ice, and so was Cam Fowler. But I got to give a lot of props to Jamie Drysdale. With that goal. I mean he just looks really comfortable out on the ice. And it's a wonder that it's just him up. And not Zegris his buddy yet. Zegris needs to come up as quickly as possible. In fact bring him up for Wednesday's game. Because why not. Alright we're going to head into the second intermission. 
and talk all about Mighty Ducks Game Changers. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. They have hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer. They have all of those sports and then some. Go to betonline.ag right now. Use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you deposit 100 bucks, you'll get an extra 50 bucks on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk some Mighty Ducks game changers. We'll get to that on the other side. Happy Pie episode version of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on Locked on Anaheim Ducks. This is still part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and we're going to talk about the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And I gave that intro because this is officially episode number 314. I've done some bonus episodes too, but in the official canon, I guess, or whatever you call it, this is episode 314, which is pi, and I'm a big math nerd. I'm a big stats nerd. So 3.14 is pi, 314. Y'all get it. All right, so Mighty Ducks Game Changers came out with a fifth episode, which featured Evan and the Don't Bothers having a key game against the Hawks, who now suck. Remember in the old Mighty Ducks films when the Hawks were the top team and they were the big team before the district lines were, I guess, redrawn? And District 5 ended up getting the cake eater, Adam Banks. After that, the Hawks apparently have completely fallen off to the point where they are now the second worst team in their little division, I guess. So it goes without saying that this was a key matchup and there was some other bit of drama that went into that with a couple of the other characters. I noticed that there were some people that were a little more absent this time around and that makes sense. But let's not talk about the last episode too much because, again, most of you may not have seen it. What I'm really looking forward to is the episode coming up this week on Friday. This is a big one because guess who's coming back? The Quack Attack is back, Jack. You have Fulton. Yeah, if you have Fulton Reed coming back. And you also have at least Lester Averman. Yeah, Averman is back. Banksy's back. Moreau is back. You got Gee there. You got some of the key characters from that first film coming back in the reunion episode. This is it. This is what a lot of us have been waiting for. I'm super excited about this episode, to be perfectly honest with you. Because the Mighty, the original Mighty Ducks film was one of my favorite films growing up as a child. And to see all of them come back for this reunion special, I think is going to be awesome. I don't know how exactly it's going to play out, but it'll be good to see everyone come together again. You know, Averman has always been like a favorite character of mine, and it'll be good to see whatever quips he has for the rest of the group. And that was on that little sneak peek that took place immediately following episode five. Now we're halfway through the season, and more of you are slowly starting to see it or starting to binge watch this series by watching 
three or four at a time. Look, each episode is only 35 to 40 minutes. You can easily binge watch the first five episodes in about three hours. That's doable. Then you get to episode six, and it's like, pow, nostalgia. But if you really want that kick of nostalgia, go and watch the original three films first. They're all on Disney+. Plus. Watch Mighty Ducks, D2, then D3, then watch all of these. It'll be a long day, but you know what? It will be worth it in the very end, especially when we get to episode 10. So make sure to look out for that on Disney+. Plus. Hey, I'd rather talk about that series than talk about the actual Ducks team who are still in last place. But hey, we're embracing the tank, right? Hey, the Ducks are in first place. The Don't Bothers are in last place. Yeah, last place, last place, last place. There's a theme there, isn't there? Yeah, a little bit. Um, what I am liking a lot in this series, by the way, is having the podcaster come out and do a little bit of play-by-play action during the game. I think it's really cool. Um, so that's all I'm going to talk about for today. I do want to bring up that the Locker Room app is on iOS, and also the beta version is coming out on Android pretty soon. I will be doing a Locker Room this week, and I've decided that since there is a Ducks game on Friday... I'm not going to do it on Friday. In fact, I'm going to do it on Thursday instead for the sole reason that, you know, that's when I've done them the last couple times. I did it last Thursday and had a lot of people come on. So I figure I'll do the same thing this week. So Locker Room this week will be on Thursday at approximately 6.30. Hopefully won't be as long as the last time because it went about two hours last time. It was a long one. But hopefully you guys can come by and check it out. And I might do a bonus locker room just for the heck of it. Maybe I'll do a few minutes before the game on Friday. Just just for fun. See who shows up. Because why not? Because I do do always enjoy connecting with the listeners of this podcast. You're all amazing. So I hope I can talk to some of you guys on Thursday. On the official locker room meeting. Thursday at approximately 6.30pm. And if not many show up, maybe I'll do a bonus one on Friday too. Because, hey, why not, right? All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening. It is greatly appreciated. You could hear this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. And don't forget to check out the Locked On NFL Mock Draft, the ultimate NFL Mock Draft. That's coming up this week, so definitely check that out. Also, check out Locked On Fantasy. Be a waiver wire winner by checking that out. You could follow this show at LO underscore Ducks. You could follow me at StimpyJD. Thanks for listening. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue practicing social distancing. Wear a mask if you can. Please be kind to one another and Ducks. Fly together. Quack, quack.